Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. We are recapping the week's nerdy news from Gotham City to Westeros and everywhere in between. My name is Mike Gibson, and with me is always a Steve Haller. What's up, Steve? A whole lot of news and not a whole lot of time to talk about it. Yeah, as long as we, we don't want to hit our, our threshold for last week. Yeah, we're going to try to keep it under, under two hours <laughs> from last week. Last week, we went to bed after midnight because we talked about Star Wars for two hours. If you haven't heard that episode, check your feed from last week. Uh, you can hear all or most of the news from Star Wars Celebration. Star Wars Celebration went from Friday to Monday, um, and we talked about it Sunday night. So there's a couple things that came up Monday morning that we're going to mention on this episode. Uh, but we're not starting with uh, Star Wars stuff. We are starting with current segment that's getting closer and closer to disappearing. Flash Watch. Flash comes out in June, I believe. Yep. Um, so we only have a few months, only a few months left of Flash Watch updates. This one is that we are getting a new trailer on April 25th, just around the corner. New trailer for the Flash. There's been a couple of TV spots. Um, popping up recently i haven't really been checking them out too much and i probably will watch this new trailer but i like what i've seen so far and the more i can go in not knowing anything the better i'll feel about it so um but yeah, that sounds, uh, about right. sounds about right I, I don't i like the amount of keaton i've seen i like the amount of affleck i've seen i like the amount of speed force flash if there's other surprises i don't want them ruined so i'll probably watch this trailer but maybe only once I don't yeah, know. Or my, if it's, I don't know, if it's amazing, then we'll probably have to do a, re- a reaction to it. We'll yeah. Have to see. yeah. My brain just is like, I I don't want to set any expectations for this film. Yes. Yeah. I think that's where, but, I think that's where I officially am right now. Yeah. But it's hard when all the Hollywood insiders that have seen it say that it's incredible, including yeah. Tom Cruise. Don't forget our buddy, Tom Cruise, friend <laughs> of the pod. <laughs> yep. Um, Ethan, all right. Segwaying. Ethan Hunt himself. That? Ethan Hunt himself, and my God, that's another movie I cannot wait to go see this yeah. summer. I'm going to be... I almost said Ethan Hawke, and then I realized that was very different. Very different. <laughs> um, I'm going to be spending a lot of time in movie theaters this summer. A lot of good stuff coming out yeah. that I don't want to miss. I, I unfortunately missed... My son went to see a Super Mario movie. Mm. And I've heard that... Uh, actually, currently, that is setting things ablaze in the box office. It's crushing it at the box office because it's a PG family friendly movie that you take our kids to. And it came out during a week where a lot of kids had uh, no school at all from school. I I I took my son to see it. Um, He loved it. I thought it was a nostalgia trip. Yeah. It was like it looked pretty. It was pretty hollow of a movie like the it was very I mean, you're talking about a game series that's been going on for 30 years with no actual storyline. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's pretty straightforward. There was no like it wasn't trying to do any like cool subversive stuff like Lego movie or any other like right. more top tier animated stuff. It was just like yep, just... here's Mario and it felt like it felt like there was a Nintendo executive that was like, Here's eight things that you have to put in the movie. Write a story around it. It's a me. That's kinda what it felt like. Yeah. 
Um, it's gonna have to meet Donkey Kong, and Donkey Kong's got to throw barrels, and then they got to get in carts and drive yeah. around on Rainbow Road, and all this. They got to do all. Got to got to play the hits here, mm-hmm. people. Figure it out. Make a story. Yeah, and there. Anyway. but that was the thing: is the drop on that was like they retained like fifty four percent or oh, something sure. stupid. Yeah, it's it's I I I read this like the highest grossing animated film debut of all time or yeah. something. They're yeah. uh, three forty seven domestically right now. And three thirty overseas. Like Wild. if the if Supermart the the mm, sorry the biggest problem I'm gonna have as a diehard video game fan for the last thirty years is if The Last of Us and this both become hits, we're yeah. gonna get that stupid influx of every god dang video game movie yeah. we could possibly imagine. Yeah. Yep. Well, we already got two Sonic movies that are both great. I, I say, haven't like, seen either of them. Pretty good, dude. We watched them uh, within the last few months. My son and I and my wife we watched both of them. They were great. Nice. He loved them. I thought they were like they have no business being as good as they are. Nice. Zero business having two Sonic the Hedgehog movies be watchable, entertaining, funny, like really smart like just really like in the hands of a different writer or filmmaker these would have been just like cash grab mm-hmm. just you know dumb hollow movies kind of kind of like super mario brothers but they're both very good i highly recommend the sonic movies but like nice yeah like you know i'm sure someone in nintendo is you know grant has been drastically hired to write a draft of like a zelda script at this you know and that's see that's those are the ones that i always worry about because like yeah legend of zelda over the years the story like the unless you pull off a last of us what are you doing i don't know you're gonna leave it short Mm -hmm. and not everything is gonna be the last of us it's kind of wild that they haven't tried to make a legend of zelda yeah movie i was kind of thinking about that when i was thinking about mario i was like huh I don't ever remember it. I don't. And it, it might seems, just be Mar- or like Nintendo didn't ever license it out. I guess it just seems wild that they wouldn't have tried it. Well, I, I, you know what? Format. I think everyone got scared off after the '93 Mario movie. Well, that's true, and that's with true. good reason. But that was a long time ago. Yeah, like you'd think they'd take a swing or like pitch it as a series or something. I don't know. Anyway. It was our first, not even a story, Flash Watch. That was nothing. And we already <laughs> tangented for five minutes talking right. about this game, video game movies, which is not Flash Watch at all. Um, uh, trying to segue back into some other uh, DC news. Um, this week, the voice cast was announced for Creature Commandos. Now, to refresh your memory, when James Gunn announced his, uh, less than half of his uh, DC slate, uh, the first... Announcement was an animated series called Creature Commandos featuring a bunch of like monsters and stuff from the DC universe teaming up. Um, it is there. It's based on a comic book series on and off again, a comic book series, the rotating cast of monster. Um, and we got a uh, like a ensemble photo, I guess, or like drawing, I should say, of the animated crew. Um, and. Uh, I'm going to read the names of the actors and actresses who will be uh, performing these characters. 
Uh, keep in mind that James Gunn also said that the idea is to cast people to do the voices that could also portray the characters in live action. So if these characters move from, and I feel like he would not have said that if there what that was not part of the plan. So I think you can more or less expect to see some of these characters move from this Creature Commandos cartoon into a live action movie down the road. Let's go down the list. Maria Baklova from um, the Borat sequel, and she's also in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, as be voicing Princess Ilana Rostovich, character I'm not familiar with. Um, Indira Varma from Obi-Wan Kenobi, who was very good in that show. And Game of Thrones. Will be, and That's right, and she's on Game of Thrones. Yep. Uh, will be voicing The Bride, meaning The Bride of Frankenstein. Zoe Chow from The After Party will be voicing Nina Mazursky, not sure who that character is. The great Alan Tudyk from Firefly, from Rogue One, K2SO himself, and from uh, Joker and Clayface in the Harley Quinn show, uh, will be playing... I didn't write down. Dr. Phosphorus. Oh, yeah. Dr. Phosphorus. Um, this character that I know is like a monstrous villain. Sean Gunn, brother of James Gunn, will be playing G.I. Robot, and also earlier was confirmed that he will be reprising his role as Weasel. From the Suicide Squad. And David Harbour. Uh, Hopper from Stranger Things. As Hellboy. Uh, Wait, no. Not as Hellboy. <laughs> as Frankenstein. We'll <laughs> be playing Frankenstein Monster. Uh, and I think that's a great choice. Right. Um, I would love to see David Harbour in live action as Frankenstein. <laughs> that would be amazing. I mean, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be too far off from his Hellboy. <laughs> I know. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited about that voice cast. Uh, more, I think he, James Gunn, has said that this, this show is still not coming out to 2024. Like, it, they're still waiting for Blue Beetle and Flash and Aquaman uh, 2 to drop before they start anything that is, like, full-on um, James Gunn, Peter Safran universe. But this will be the first thing that we see from that. Probably, my guess, they're already in production on it. My guess we'll see it in early 2024. And that voice cast is cool. Um, real quick, one rumor that um, our uh, our favorite scooper, Jeff Snyder, dropped in his podcast this week. He says he keeps hearing that a Mr. Terrific project is in development uh, at DC and Warner Brothers under James Gunn's um, uh watchful eye i guess you could say um months Sweet. ago after james gunn took the job at dc he did tweet a picture of mr terrific with no explanation um and he also has talked about how he loves the story strange adventures uh by tom king that came out um last year two years mm, ago two years ago uh, which features mr terrific yeah which yeah. features mr terrific heavily and uh that'd be cool he's an underutilized character he's like a super genius um that uh, has these little like uh, T-spheres, he calls them. They're like just like things that hover around his head and they can do everything from hack to into computers to shoot lasers at people. And uh, it's really cool. Uh, he's a cool guy. So that would be cool if that's true. Are, are we just, uh, we going to go with all things John Ostrander at this point? Yeah. I Everybody's think so. just I, adapting all, everything Ostrander ever did. Well, James Gunn is a big John Ostrander fan. He showed us with the Suicide Squad film. And I know we talked about the uh, Star Wars adaptations that yep. I did not even realize that he was a writer on some of those. Oh, yeah. So super cool. Um, we also got, last bit of DC news, uh, we got a, a teaser, but like they call it like an in-production teaser. 
for uh, the the Penguin, the series that was going to be airing on HBO Max. Sorry, on Max, not HBO Max anymore. Just Max. We're not we're not hitting that tangent because it's that's dumb and it will take dumb. us too long. It's dumb. Yeah. Not going to get sucked in, but it's dumb. Um, so the Penguin, yeah, Colin Farrell reprising his role from the Batman. And uh, Steve, what do you think about this teaser? Um. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I also, you you didn't need this to be the penguin. It could have just been any generic anything, sort of like yeah, crime drama. So, I, I can't tell if that helps or hurts me. Mm-hmm. Of like, right. if it's well done, it's well done, and it's going to be good. And it's Colin Farrell, who you know we've seen recently, even can do amazing things acting. Yeah, um, great actor. But, like, is it one of those where they're just slapping the Gotham badge on it? Or is it something that is actually going to be tied into DC continuity? Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's certainly tied into the continuity left over by the Batman mm-hmm. um, because there's at least one shot in the beginning where part of the city is still flooded right. heavily. Yeah. Um, which I think is cool that they're like dealing with the outcome some way. Yeah, because this is supposed to be like, like two weeks after or something, right? Yeah, not not long after. So I, who knows if it's going to be cleaned up by the time like the Batman Part Two comes out or whatever. But I like that at least in some storytelling aspect, they're like, oh no, this city's full of water. <laughs> we got to deal with it. It's a it's a problem. <laughs> um, uh, you know, because like you know, in other. Other would be like, oh, yeah, you know, six months later, we, you know, they'll reference it in dialogue, but it won't actually be yep. there. Um, <clears throat> uh, I think he still looks incredible. The makeup yes. is still crazy. Um, but you're right there. And this is just a teaser, which I've never seen an in-production teaser like this before. Like they're showing shots of crew making it like you see cameras, you see people holding boom mics and stuff in the teaser. Um, but you see a lot of like, you know, footage and stuff like that, too. And, and you're right. It doesn't. Besides that, besides we know that he is Oswald Cobblepot, the penguin, right. and he's like limping around. Um, yeah, but if it um, wasn't for us knowing that and seeing, like you said, the city flooded. Yeah. Where's the tie? Yeah. Well, we know that there are other like we know, like Salvatore Moroni is going to be in this mm-hmm. show. I wouldn't be surprised to see other like known Gotham characters, but it's probably going to feel more like a crime drama than a superhero show. Because, I mean, like, you you don't have to have powers. And, like, this version of the Penguin doesn't necessarily wear a top hat and use funny umbrellas, you know. Um, And I feel like as long as they keep referencing uh, the Batman or Gordon or Gotham City, like, they can still make it feel like a a Gotham show or, like, that it's in that universe. But we just got to remember that that universe is very different than you know, the Zack Snyder version of Batman or the version that we're going to see in the flash or the version that we saw in Tim Burton's Batman, you know, like this is a more realistic gritty thing. And it even, it feels more realistic when you're not watching a guy dressed like a bat, you know, drive around the city or fly around the city or whatever. Um, when you're just watching it literally from ground level. Um, and yeah, it still could be a great show. Like, yeah, maybe at the end of the day, you swap out these two or three characters. Does could it be any other show? Right. Yeah, maybe. But but could who cares? It, could it's it be great. the Wire Gotham? Yeah, 
But actually, I don't no, know. nothing if, could be the wire in Gotham. Nothing could be the wire in Gotham. But uh, if it's just a great show and it happens to tie into Batman, great. I don't know. Great. Yeah. Either way, it, it does look good. That was yes. my only qualm was like it seemed relatively generic, even though it did look good. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see um, Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, at mm, least. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I don't know. It'd be cool if we got at least a cameo from Pattinson, but who knows? I mean, with that max budget, you never know. You never know. You never, And they are trying to make this thing tied like they they've said a number of times. It's tying directly into part two. It's like going to be. A whole bat verse. So right. who knows? Especially if they end up filming. Well, I guess I don't know if they're filming. They're not filming Batman yet. I don't think. I think they're still writing it. But who knows? Throw Pattinson in a bonus and get him in that suit for like a cameo. Final in the final episode or some shit. Who knows? Uh, but that's not the only teaser we got this week. We're moving into Marvel and we got a teaser for the Marvels. This is the sequel to Captain Marvel. Also, the sequel to uh, Ms. Marvel, the TV show, and also the kind of the sequel to WandaVision, where we met um, Monica Rambeau. Um, uh, but this is the the uh, team-up movie from all those uh, Marvel, um, Captain Marvel-based <laughs> characters. I right. can't, I got to specify Captain versus the, just regular Marvel. The Marvel, the, yeah, the Marvel-adjacent yeah. characters. Yeah, exactly. Captain Marvel-adjacent <laughs> characters. Um Steve, what'd you think? Uh, I, I don't know. Mm. I, I liked it, but also I'm worried that they're leaning into the kitsch a little too much. Like the, the jumpiness. And I, I would assume that they're going to, well, I guess no, because it, well, maybe it has something to do with the mega bands and all that, but it's because they were, I think that was inferred that that's what they found at the end of Ms. Marvel. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Which is an old Cree artifact, but mm-hmm. the the fact that every time one of them uses their power, it jumps with another one of the triad of Marvels. Um, yeah, because at one point Monica Rambeau was a was a Captain Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah, I don't know it. The trailer felt fun. It just, I don't know, maybe I'm cynical or maybe I'm just trying to keep my expectations down of like, <laughs> yeah, there, you talked about no meat on the Mario movie and I'm just sitting there like, all right, where's the meat here? Yeah. Well, we didn't, uh, it is just a teaser. It's not even, right. they're not even calling it the full trailer. So we may get some more uh, meat uh, or story at least when we get a full trailer. Um, I do think this looked fun. I agree with you. Uh, and honestly, I liked it. I like the energy of it quite a bit. Um, the the jumping back and forth to me seemed like like an act one problem that okay, would yeah. probably get get fixed for them to progress yep. um, uh, in the story. I could be wrong about that. Uh, but I thought it looked great. And I love seeing um, Iman. What's her name? Iman, Iman Volani. Valani, yeah, um, back as Ms. Marvel, like she was great. And the second one, she turned into that um, uh, Monica Rambeau suit, just like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. like flying back. I thought that was really funny. Um, oh, and when she was transported to uh, when she switched spots oh, with next to the, Marvel, and she's the sitting cat. there with Goose. 
goose. The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yep. Hilarious. Um uh I I just really this felt felt fresh to me. And I wasn't sure why it felt fresh. I was like, I've seen these yeah. characters before. I've seen space movies before. I've seen Nick Fury before. Why does this feel fresh? And honestly, I, when I was watching it right before we started recording, watching it again, I think I realized, I think this feels fresh because this is three women interacting with each other. And it's not three dudes and one woman that's like a sidekick character or just like, you know, like right. it's so much like Marvel does have a good amount of female heroes. Um, they don't really interact that much. Uh, you know, there's been besides, you know, even even Captain Marvel, like she's with Nick Fury the whole time. You know, she gets a couple scenes with her uh, friend, not Monica Rambo, because that's the kid, but the, her um, mom, you know. Yeah. Um, she gets a couple scenes with her friend there. But like, you know, Black Widow does great um, with having like her and her sister interact there. But like most Marvel movies are dude focused and focus on like dude relationships and you know that's all fine too uh, especially if they do it well and uh not in like a toxic way but like i think just watching these three women either joke or interact or uh shoot lasers at each other i was just like this just it just feels different it just feels there's a different ener- and different energy to it and i i could be wrong about uh you know, that being the reason for it. But uh, I don't know. That's the first thing I could think of. I was like, why does this feel more exciting to me than, um, you know, trailers I saw for Ant-Man or whatever? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that that's the only thing that's different <laughs> that I can tell. So maybe that's it. Yeah. And I don't want to sound like I was, you know, berating it off the bat. No, I don't think it's more were. like it's more cautious optimism. Yeah. Because it does. It really does seem fun. Yeah. And, you know, the, the story trailer could come out and I could be like, oh, this is dumb. <laughs> you know, like this. <laughs> right. Because that's like, uh, speaking of Batman, like I thought the first trailer for Batman looked great. And then this story trailer came out and I was like, oh, no, right. it doesn't expect Less me great. as much. You know, so. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. I still haven't seen that, by the way. And now at this point, I'm going to wait for Disney Plus. But I still haven't seen Batman. Um, like I said, speaking fun. Yeah, that's what I hear. Like. Your, I believe at this point your expectations are low enough that you'll have a good time watching. <laughs> yeah, they'll be at least met. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Cool. Like I, it was um, great with a bucket of popcorn and just chilling. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's more or less how I felt about Mario. Also, right. like this is a good. I'm having fun. It's pretty to look at. What else do I need? Mm-hmm. For a kids movie that <laughs> I know is a kids movie. Yeah. Um. Speaking of women in Marvel movies, oh boy, do we got what news that I am incredibly excited about. And I feel like if any of you listening have seen this actress in anything, you will be equally as excited. Mia Goth has been cast in Marvel's Blade. Blade is a movie we haven't heard of, uh, heard about too much lately, except in back in the fall when it ceased production completely and went under and they hired a new writer uh, and the director left, they got a new director, they got a new writer and they ceased production on it. So I don't know. That's like the, the triple threat of shit for movies (laughs) of bad signs. Yeah. 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 Um, And also points back to the reports we've heard about Marvel 
filming before things are ready to be filmed <laughs> right before so and um, knock on wood this may be one of the last movies we see done like that yeah uh, from everything we're hearing from the higher-ups there so yeah that's I probably a blessing that. yeah hopefully um what else could be a blessing is if in those rewrites a part was written uh to be cast with actress mia goth then that is also a blessing um Mia Goth is an incredible, incredible actress. If you are a uh, fan of horror movies, she was in two last year that were sequels to each other. She was a movie called X, where she played uh, a young woman making a movie with her friends, staying on a farm. She also played the 80-something co-owner of that farm uh, named Pearl. Uh, she played both roles in the same film. And speaking of like Colin Farrell makeup level on the penguin, uh, makeup effects are incredible in this movie. You cannot tell that it's the same actress until the credits roll and your mind is blown that it was the same woman. <laughs> um, and then that same year they made a prequel to that film called Pearl. That was about, it is about the woman that became the elderly woman. And she is mind blowing, incredible in that it's, uh, it's a huge snub that she was not um, nominated for an Academy Award for Best Leading Actress in a Motion Picture. I'm telling you, if you like horror and you haven't seen these two movies, watch these two movies and then be excited as hell that Mia Goth is going to be in Blade. Um, she's incredible. So that's all I have to say about that, I guess. Um, I'm just really excited about it. Uh, Steve, can you think of any like prominent... I can't. I'm not familiar enough with the Blade lore. Um, are there, is there like a prominent female Marvel character that she could be playing or do we think she's just like a vampire villain? Uh, off the top, I don't really know. Like I've, yeah, I've never been either. that deep in Blade. Um, yeah. but you know, I, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's plenty of options. Like there always seems to be as far as, yeah. you know. Um, even, even if it's like a gender bent, like version of one of Blade's sidekicks or sure. like, did they confirm anything about where she was, whether it was, you nope. know, maybe, course, course maybe not. she's the big bad. Yeah. Yeah. She could be the villain. She could be, I don't know. I, I th- like knowing that she, knowing her horror roots, I wouldn't be surprised if she was cast as like a vampire or, you know, the villain's right hand or something. Yeah. Um, because she's good at that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, they could pull a fast one on us and she's, you know, a hero that's going to continue on or something. I'll be interested to see because I love her. If you couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, uh, moving on. Apparently into, she's so, uh, this year. She'll be in the final installment of the X series. Maxine. Maxine. Yes. With a lot of oh, yeah, the, the, the movie that she's filming on that farm with her friends is. Uh, so, you know. Is what? Uh, a pornographic film. Oh. Yes. That would explain so the triple X and Maxine. Mac, that's why Maxine is spelled with uh, three X's, yes. Gotcha. Um, I'm telling you guys, great movies. If you like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or like that vibe, X is going to knock you out. So good. X going to give um, it to you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, great one, Steve. Oh, sorry. Uh, Had to. <laughs> Yep. X going to give it to you. Um, 
This is a story. Uh, Steve and I, we should say we mentioned our, our two-hour Star Wars episode last week. Uh, Steve and I had been planning on doing a regular non-Star Wars weekly recap uh, after we were done recording the Star Wars one because we did not expect the Star Wars one to be two hours long. Right. When um, we looked at the time, we were like, well, no chance in hell of that. So. Yep. I think, but when it hit 11 and we weren't halfway through the no. notes that we had, yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're not doing a second episode tonight. Um, so this is a vestigial so, story. <laughs> well, it's not really because um, last week they announced, this was going to be what we talked about last week. Last week they announced uh, that, uh, sorry, we're moving into Game of Thrones series now. HBO Max announced that, uh-oh. Something's happening. Don't switch. I got a little thing coming up on my uh, screen. I don't know what it was. Um, they, uh, HBO Max announced that they were in development of an Aegon the Conqueror series. Uh, it's another spinoff of Game of Thrones. Um, and one of many that is has been announced and is in development. But uh, this week, they officially ordered a new series, Game of Thrones spinoff, called A Knight of Kingdoms colon the hedge knight uh the hedge knight is sir duncan the tall or dunk a knight who has lived for lived 90 years before the events of game of thrones uh dunk's squire by the nickname of egg actually prince arian targaryen who travels with sir duncan under an alias for secrecy and protection that's the synopsis that i read uh so this was uh um fans of game of thrones will refer to this as dunk and egg Mm mm-hmm which is a strange title, but I would say possibly a better title than A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, colon, The Hedge Knight. I feel like that's a bad title for this <laughs> series. It's like too wordy. Like, what are you going to call that? Um, yeah, so the uh, Duncan Egg stories, like The Hedge Knight was the first one of them. So okay. there were there were three novellas. It was The Hedge Knight, Sworn Sword, and The Mystery Knight. Okay, um, so there's going to be three seasons of this show. And that's yeah, gonna possibly be more, because, yeah. okay. I mean, Aegon post being egg turns into you know king Aegon. so yeah um they they're they're you know there's there's always options for more but yeah the core is of the the three novellas that they put out okay which they actually have graphic novel adaptations of if you ever want to check those out oh really that's interesting i'd certainly be more inclined to read those i figured Um, you know i i I know my audience on this one (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> you you are um more of a uh game of thrones guy than me what are you excited about this what do you think about this i i think this is probably the one they should have highlighted from the beginning as far as spinoffs go um like, just be uh over house of the dragon uh yeah i mean it, in hindsight house of the dragon has worked out but like if you sure. had told me or said hey we're doing something and it's not going to be the original core game of thrones duncan eggs the first thing that would have jumped into my brain um good solid story uh great characterizations really well developed um has a hypothetical terminus unlike the original series uh so it's like it's set up for success and I think it could be a very, it could be a very good, uh, you know, series we've seen. They're more than willing to throw, you know, money and resources and quality at spinoff series. So 
here's mm-hmm. here's hoping that sure. they do the same thing here. Yeah, and this is um, this one finally. This has been in development for like a long time. I think for years they've been um, saying that this was in development. Yeah. And it's one of I think there's like five other ones right now <laughs> that are still in Jesus. development. The the Aegon the Conqueror series I just mentioned. There's one about Chorus Valerian called the Nine Voyages. One called Ten Thousand Ships. Um, apparently an untitled Flea Bottom series that I just recently uh, read about. And the Jon Snow sequel series that they announced was in development with Kit Harrington attached to return as Jon Snow. I don't know if this any of those me, intrigue me. Yeah, this has given me like. Um, like uh, um, you just recently talked about when Universal announced they were going to make a dark universe and they announced like, oh, oh yeah, we're going to make a mummy movie and a Frankenstein and a Bride of Frankenstein and an Invisible Man and all these other Wolfman. And these are all we cast all these care, all these actors and then they made one movie and it sucked and then they abandoned the whole thing. Yeah. Or like Avatar when they announced, oh, we're making five sequels. Like, oh, are you really and, like now? It looks like they are. But um. Or you know, when they like first the, announced it, there's like, nothing. We were all like, "What? What are you doing? What do you mean you're making five movies and it's going to take 15 years?" Right. <laughs> like, um, it it just seems. I don't know. Like, do you do you think all these shows are going to go? Do you think that there is enough of an audience and enough of an interest still? I mean, I don't know. House of Dragon was a hit for sure. Um. But I don't know, like, I didn't love it more than I loved Game of Thrones. Like, I'm not, like, super addicted to it. And I right. heard some other people say the same thing. So, like, uh, is this cart before the horse behavior for HBO Max trying to, like, just milk this Game of Thrones? Um, I mean, it it sort of is. But at the same time, they have to. Like, when you, like, I I totally get why they're looking into all of these if they greenlight more than a couple of them, it's its own animal. Um, like if it gets past in development and into we're filming this shit, that that yeah. changes things. Um, like if all five go to greenlit, then we're we're barking up a tree that I don't know we need to be. Um, I agree. I I think they could be in danger, especially if they get to the point where they're all. Like, say they have, like, even just three of these shows that you can't have them on at the same time. Like, you have to stagger their release. Like, you know, like Disney is doing with uh, Star Wars stuff or Marvel stuff. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. you're not going to have Andor and Ahsoka on at the same time. Right. Um, It's the, let's, you know, okay, well, House of the Dragon's coming back in the fall. Then we'll have to do this in the spring and that in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. But then if if you have all... Uh, what? So it's like the five that are still in development plus Hedge Knight plus House of the Dragon. That's seven. Like if you have all seven of these shows going at the same time, that's too much. That's gonna be too much. I mean, if you have seven I shows think. going at the same time, and even at a you know, all small side, universe. you're like eight episodes a year, like you're eight episodes a season. Then you're at fifty six, which is more than a year. I'm not a yeah, you know, math magician, <laughs> yes, but right. like that's more than a year of shows. Yeah, I just I can't imagine all these series go unless like unless they're like, yeah, House of the Dragons only going to be like one more season and then we're going to move into these other things, you know, like they have to yeah. cancel something or end, end something else before they start another thing. Well, and of those five, like none of them are Robert's Rebellion. 
that led into Game yeah. of Thrones and like the stories that are yeah, tied into think, things we want to see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you'd think you'd think that they would want to build off things that we actually liked. Which, I mean, the only one of those would be the Jon Snow sequel series, which like I also don't know how many people want that because, yeah, we liked Jon Snow when we liked Game of Thrones, but no one liked that last season of Game of Thrones. Right. So and I'm now sure, you're going to you sequelize know. something that we like. It was it was a hard right. sell to get us to watch a prequel to something that we hated <laughs> that, or mm-hmm. that left a sour taste in our mouth, I should say. I was going to say something um, that we we like love hated because the first yeah. six seasons were gold and then whatever happened, happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we shall see. We shall see. Uh, obviously, no information on when um, A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, the Hedge Knight, will uh, be debuting or cast or anything like that. But it has been officially ordered. So all those wheels are turning uh, currently at Warner Brothers. A couple things that got announced the day after, the morning after we did our monumental two-hour Star Wars show from Star Wars Celebration. We got a trailer. Oh, this was the I knew there was another trailer supposed to that we were talking about that i wanted uh, to rewatch. yeah um uh the trailer and release date for volume two of star wars visions was released um star wars visions season one was a i want to say eight to ten um episode um series of not quite canon star wars stories not main can no main characters just star, uh, story set within the star wars universe um, all created by uh, Japanese animation houses or studios. And this upcoming season um, includes uh, animation studios from a lot of different countries, like international, um, all over the place. So, and this comes out May the 4th, coming up, a couple weeks, Star mm-hmm. Wars Day. You get brand new episodes of Star Wars Vision, and you also get... Uh, what's that called? Jedi Academy, Young Jedi Adventures. Young Jedi right? Adventures. Like preschool yep, the preschool show? one. Yeah. Um, you were yeah, you were spot on, by the way, in the eight to ten, in that it was nine episodes of the original. Ah, I nailed it. <laughs> uh, I think there's another. Ni- I think there's another nine in this yep. um, series. And uh, Steve, you will be very excited. There was a short called "I Am Your Mother" from the makers of Wallace and Gromit, which will feature Dennis Lawson returning. As Wedge Antilles, your favorite Star Wars character. Yep. So that'll be. I'm. I'm very curious how I am your mother relates to Wedge Antilles. However, same. same. So we'll did see you, where did that you one get goes. To watch the no, I didn't get did a chance to see this trailer? one. No. Oh bummer. Yeah, I wish we. I knew there was another one that I was. Making. I watched it this morning. Uh, it's great. Some of the animation looks so cool and incredible, and I like that. Like. I, I never I didn't finish volume one. I'm, I, I just watched another one that I hadn't seen the other night. I'm still like slowly working through volume one mm-hmm. because some of it just wasn't for me. Some of the anime style stuff like is hard for me to get into. Um, there is a variety of anime styles to that uh, season one, but some of them, at least to my stupid uh, eye, look kind of similar um, and doesn't really work for me. The animation styles in this series at least or volume two i should say at least based on the trailer look uh like drastically different styles especially like you're look, like we all know what wallace and gromit looks like like hilarious somewhat clay claymation-y people, like yeah. stop motion yeah 
Exactly. So just imagine that, but Star Wars, which looks great. There's like stuff that kind of looks like Pixar. Like oh, um, it's going to be stuff. like robot chicken Star Wars. Yeah, but like telling serious stories though. Right. I'm mean, like yeah, the Wallace yeah. and Gromit one might be funny, but like um, a lot of them look really, really cool. So I'm very excited to check out. Um, I'm going to make sure that I finally finish the first volume before I dive into volume two. But very excited <laughs> they, for volume. Two. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did announce the actual episode titles for the nine episodes as well yes they did so yeah i only wrote down i'm your mother because it has wedge in it i thought yeah you the, know that. the first one is just sith because yeah i think i know what like the that one looks good <laughs> i i guess i don't really know what they don't say like the episode titles in the trailer but based on some of the stuff you see in the trailer you can figure out which is which you, yeah. you can guess like ooh, that's probably going to be sith does that guy look scary? <laughs> yep. Well, that's, um, I mean, it's funny because yeah, from the original villi- vi- uh, the original visions, um, I, I want to say I, of the nine, there were probably like five that I, well, there were probably like three that I thought were great. A couple others that I thought were passable. And then a couple that just yeah. didn't grab me. Cause much like you, like the, yeah. the anime style is not my preferred style, but I get, yeah. It's one of those where I get why people like it, but I just, it's never sure. done much for me. Yeah. Even the one I watched um, the other night, I thought the story was good, but it just like the pacing was like really slow. Yep. And just, I don't know. It's <laughs> just like this could move a lot faster. Um, still good, but just not really for me. Um, but I'm very excited again to dive into volume two coming out this uh, May the 4th. Uh, other thing that we got, um, we had known that Bad Batch was going to get a season three. What we did not know is that the Bad Batch will be ending after season three. It will be the final season of the Bad Batch. And it was announced Star Wars Celebration. I guess they did get a teaser trailer in the room when they were talking about uh, the Bad Batch panel. Uh, Ian McDermott set to reprise his role as Emperor Palpatine, as he did in at least one episode of season two of the Bad Batch. And also uh, Ming-Na Wen will return as Fennec Shand. So I'm very excited about this. Um, we've said a couple times in the show, Bad Batch season two uh, jumped way up in my um, in my rankings, I guess, uh, compared to season one. Yeah, no, it was um, very and even very cool. Even like the first parts of season two, there were a couple where I was like, it might have been like the the first episode was good, and then the second was a lull, and then that crosshair episode hit, and I was like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. Yep. Like, <laughs> oh, here we go. And then doing the whole thing about like the um, clones having representation in the Senate and getting like yep. political. It's like, oh, this is really good. Great stuff. And that the uh, the scene that Ian McDermott did as the emperor in season two of Bad Batch was exceptional. So yeah. good. So he's coming back. I'm be glad to see more of him anytime we can get, um, uh, you know, the original voices. Uh, back for episode animation mm-hmm. stuff like this is super cool. Um, pretty big announcement in the comic book world this week, and I don't. It's I guess it's just kind of like a wait and see thing, I guess. But a new comic book publisher, Distillery, has emerged onto the scene. That is, uh, it's pronounced Distillery, but it is spelled without any vowels. Uh, D S T L R Y Distillery. Um, okay. Coming from 
All caps, yes. Coming from former Comixology executives, David Steinberger and Chip Mosier. They are spearheading a company called Distillery. Uh, they have released their list of quote what they're calling founding creators, which I guess is just comic book writers that they already have ready to go or uh, writers and artists, including some big heavy hitters. This is not the entire list. This is just a lot of the heavy hitters that they announced. Scott Snyder, Ram V, James Tinian IV, Stephanie Phillips, Mark Bernardin, Joel Jones, Becky Cloonan, Jock, uh, Brian Azzarello, and many more. Um, former DC Vertigo editor Will Dennis will serve as their chief editor. Um, now, uh, those of you that were alive in the 90s comic books, this might sound very similar to how Image Comics came to be. Uh, a lot of uh, inside industry comic creators or um, people that worked at DC and Marvel got together. Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee, etc. got together and created Image Comics. Much like Image Comics, uh, Distillery is going to have let their creators retain full rights to the material that they publish, but also, unlike Image, their creators will also get a 3% stake in the company itself, which is pretty cool. Uh, the comics are going to be made uh, available in both print and digital. However, a new little wrinkle here, Distillery is aiming to change the digital comic market by only selling digital copies for a limited amount of time, but then allowing owners to trade or sell them at a digital marketplace. Hmm. Weird. So there's no title announcements yet. There's no official launch date. There's no like, you know, these two people are working on this book or whatever. Uh, that's more expected to come later this year. Uh, I'm all for like more uh, voices in the comic book publishing industry. This digital thing is weird. Yeah, like, the digital thing throws me off, but the rest gets me excited. Why? I mean that when yeah. you you're right when you line that up because it was it was what Jim Lee, uh, McFarlane, <clears throat> Eric Larson, Liefeld, Rob Liefeld, yeah, uh, Silvestri. Um, Mark yep. Silvestri and a couple others. Uh, uh, oh, Protasio and Jim Valentino mm. were the founders. So, yeah, I mean, this is kind of the modern day version of that lineup is pretty well the modern day version of those names. Yeah, yeah. Of some pretty, and pretty heavy cool that's coming from com That's coming from comicsology people. Um who, I mean, they sold their stuff to Amazon and then just watched Amazon tear it apart. <laughs> so, right. I mean, at least they they know how to build like uh, a digital comics thing. Um, so yeah. that part's in trustworthy hands. I don't, a lot of people on Twitter I see are like asking like, so this is NFTs? Like, how is this different than NFTs? And you know, people from Distillery are responding like, it's not NFTs. There's no NFTs. Well, you're you're selling a digital thing, like how can I not just like copy paste? <laughs> like what's the difference? Like, yeah. um, I feel I can't, I can't see me getting too involved in the digital comic book, uh, trading market, but, um, Hey, especially if this is similar to image in that they will accept pitches from, they will, they will accept unsolicited pitches from, uh, independent creator teams. I'm, I'm into that. Yeah. I'll send them a packet. I'll send them a, a PDF. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so yeah, more on distillery uh, as it comes out. Uh, but 
very interesting, to say the least. Uh, this week in your local comic book store, you got Amazing Spider-Man number 24, Batgirls number 17, Batman Superman World's Finest number 14, Black Adam number 10, Captain America Unforgiven number 1, Catwoman 54, Darkwing Duck number 4, Flash number 797, House of Slaughter number 14, Liquid Kill number 3, Magic Order number 4, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 5, Nightwing number 103, No One number 2, She-Hulk number 12, Star Wars Yoda number 6, Superboy Man of Tomorrow number 1, Superman number 3, Terror War number 1, Warlock Rebirth number 1, and Wonder Woman 798. Lots of good stuff going on at your local comic book store. Steve, you buying anything? You reading anything? You um, thinking about anything? Well, I, wise? I did start up the uh, Supergirl. Uh, barely got into oh, it, nice. but have have picked up the trade and actually, you know, thumb through it instead of just staring at it on my wall. Um, yep. Like, oh, there's a book there. Cool. Still there. Um, <laughs> yep. I should read this. <laughs> heard it's good. Should probably take a look at it. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, no, it's uh, that. That's kind of one of the only things that I've hit. Uh, number six of the Batman and Scooby Doo mysteries was a classic with, uh, with oh, my son. Go. So, um, yeah, no, it's nice. it's been it's been good. Um, the oh, what was what was it that I was looking forward to? Um, I can't remember. I'm sure it was good though. There was something that I was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> you know what it was? Was the announcement that uh, Miles, uh, there, there's some weird wonky things coming out of Sinister, Sins of Sinister with Nightcrawler taking over as Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I saw like a cover. I'm assuming. That was Nightcrawler in a Spider-Man costume. Like, that's a cool, cool as hell cover. But I'm assuming yeah. what it is is, you know, when all the cloning of Nightcrawler happened and whatnot, they're... It, furthering that i don't know what'll happen sure. but it's it was worth noting that it's weird <laughs> weird fun to see uh i caught up on uh chip Zdarsky's batman this week i read the final issue of flash one minute war pretty good um seemed like what seemed like it if it had one more issue it would have been really like kind of flushed out like a little rushed ending but still cool um but I still have a huge stack of books that I'm not caught up on um, graphic novel and floppy as well. And oh. I'm going to throw another one yeah. on that pile this week when Nightwing comes out. So we'll there see you go. If I ever get to it. I did read uh, the, Oh, come on. I literally was just thinking of uh, Ninja Turtles last run in lost years. Um, oh, cool. That's right. Nice continuation of that storyline. So, Cool. Didn't think 30 years on that I would still be thinking about the Ninja Turtles and reading compelling stories about them, but here we are. Yeah, sometimes it's, I don't understand. I, I try to think about why certain characters or worlds from my childhood stayed with me and why others didn't. I loved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. Yep. But it's just something that I grew out of. Yeah. But I also loved Batman and Superman and Spider-Man when I was a kid, and I still love those characters now. So I don't know what the difference is, really, why some stuck with me and why some didn't. Well, like, I, I used to like, I had, I used, I'd love Transformers and stuff. I don't yeah. care at all about Transformers as an adult. Right. Not a, not a little bit. The uh, Well, with Ninja Turtles, it was like I had never 
thought about them whatsoever until I grabbed some of my old toys. And uh, for my son, there was two of my old turtles in there. I'm like, oh, cool. And then the uh, the last Ronin came out and I was like, oh, OK, I heard good things. I'll pick up these. And that's that's the only tie I even have to it. And yeah. the last Ronin storyline was compelling enough that I was like, oh, I'll pick this up. Maybe. I guess, like, I'm thinking about it right now, that maybe it has to do something with, like, that I never got into, like, I don't know if there is, there must be one by now, certainly, the greater world of Ninja Turtles. Like, mm-hmm. what's that world look like? Like, even when I was a kid, I knew that Star Wars was, like, a big universe and had yeah. a lot of characters and a lot it was like a, it was a grand expanse of topics and things that could happen same with like superheroes you know like there's there's a whole world and there's things that can happen and there's things that you can do like i never saw ninja turtles more than just four turtles and occasionally some friends in a sewer but not like not a gigantic um yeah. you know scale to that um and like i said i'm, I'm sure that's there now they've been published non-stop <laughs> since you know, right. the 80s or whatever there's no way they haven't expanded beyond that sewer and i'm just ignorant of that um but that's probably got something to do with what why things certain things stuck around and why things didn't like the well at the same time I mean, the, the possibility for those storylines yeah i mean you know they were created as daredevil analogs so i didn't know that at the time when i was a kid I well yeah i mean in hindsight but, yeah. but like yeah uh the the hand versus the fist yeah, yeah, like absolutely, it's, it's right there. Right or the there. hand, hand right versus there. the foot, rather. Uh, the foot, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's yeah. uh, I know what you meant. It's like directly, you know, di- directly lifted. <laughs> yep. So yeah. Uh. Anyway, enough waxing nostalgic about uh, the Ninja Turtles. Got a couple one shots for you before we leave you tonight. Yeah, the first, uh, first one is one. in news that nobody nobody could have seen coming. <laughs> and no one cares about. Um, Sony's El Muerto movie, which I know, hey, we know, listeners, watchers, we know you've all been clamoring for an update on Sony's El Muerto movie. We get so many emails from all of you. We get hit up on our social media saying, where's El Muerto? What's happening with El Muerto? I'm joking, of course. Nobody even remembers what this is. This was a... Uh, uh, one of their Spider-Man spinoff movies about a villain that nobody wants. That was in um, one issue of Amazing Spider-Man, I believe. Yeah, I think he exists in two issues of Spider-Man yeah. comic books. Um, it's a Mexican wrestler named El Muerto. He's going to be played by rapper Bad Bunny. Very successful rapper. I don't know if he can act. I've never, I don't think I've seen him anything. Um, update on the El Muerto movie is that it is currently, quote, at a standstill. Um I guess Bad Bunny uh, was asked about it in a recent interview, and it was reported that he, quote, feigned confusion about the question until his publicist spoke up and said, it's at a standstill, but is still in development. So not a, I feel like that's not a great move for a publicist. <laughs> Just to be like, it's at a standstill. Like, a publicist should throw a little more sunshine down on a statement like that, I think. You would, Just go with yeah. the... It's still in development part of that statement. <laughs> like, um, but anyway, it's stopped. You know, We're not doing movie, anything. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the movie you don't want about the character you don't know is uh, not currently moving forward. Yeah. That's, that's the update. <laughs> well, 
so. in uh, in news about a character you do want to hear more about in a movie you do want to see. Hey. That's right. Great segue. Uh, Deadpool three announces the returning the return of cast members Marina Bakarin and Stefan Kapitchik. Uh Bakarin played Vanessa, of course, and Kapitchik, uh voiced Colossus in both of them in Deadpool's one and two. Deadpool's. Yeah, we'll go with that as the plural. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, great, um, uh, expected, and great that they got them, you know, back on board. Uh, expected. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely great. I don't know if it was expected because they fridged Vanessa real quick in Deadpool too. They like killed her and got her out of the way. Like he brought her back in the post-credit scenes or whatever. Right. But it seemed like they did that because they didn't have anything to do, anything for her to do. So hopefully bringing her back is going to actually like service that character in a way better than she was held or done in Deadpool 2. I mean, yeah. that's my opinion on that. I think she's a great actress. I, I, the two of them in the first Deadpool is incredible. Like that's, you know, I, we've probably said this before on the show, but like no one expected the first Deadpool movie to have such like heart to it. Yeah. And, you know, legitimate emotion. And it all came between from the relationship of those two characters. Um, and also, like, I am so yeah, because it's a Disney thing. Like, I, I didn't know who was coming back or what they were going to do, what changes they were going to make. We you know, there's this script has been through several writers and several rewrites. But um, very, very excited that they're bringing uh, Colossus back or this this version of Colossus back. Um, certainly the best version of Colossus I think that we've seen in an X-Men um, spinoff movie yeah. at all. Um, and I guess that the, fits. The most Peter Rasputin of all of the, the Colossi that yeah. we've seen. Yeah. Um, and it was like a few months ago that there was like a, that rumor about how Disney can't use any X-Men until after 2025 or if they did, yeah. they have to use the same actors or something because the contracts just extend for like way too long or something. Um, but this makes sense because they're not recasting. They can bring the same character back and it's the same actor. So like, you know, uh, you can st- we can still get. But it's still probably going to be like the only named X-Man that we're going to get in this movie besides Wolverine. Yeah. Because we know that Hugh Jackman is returning as well. Well, it depends. You know, yeah. they could bring back like the X-Force stuff and. There's ways they could play around with it, but um, I guess you're right. Do you want to? Would you? We don't know. I mean, we assume that this this movie is going to be his entrance into the MCU somehow. Mm. Uh, we know somehow we heard Deadpool recently. Returned. <laughs> we heard recently from uh, a Jeff Snyder scoop that it's going to be Deadpool versus the TVA, so mm-hmm. he's going to have access to these multiple timelines and things like that. Um, assuming that at the end of this movie, he's going to be hard just like hard dropped into the MCU timeline proper. Mm -hmm. Do you want, do you want a recast of Colossus or do you want this version of Colossus to be the main Colossus in moving forward in uh, Disney MCU X-Men? I could see it going two different ways. Like when they drop him into the new universe, uh, there is no Colossus. And then later on they'll Mm -hmm. bring him back as a recast. Or, you know, um, maybe they just keep it coming and I wouldn't mind it. Uh, I'd be curious on the chops because it's very 
early Colossus and like if they bring magic in and Kitty and like all those relationships and like this guy may like the the characterization of Colossus may need to change even if it doesn't change the person. But yeah, because when you if you really want to like do justice to the character of Colossus. Um, you have to see him not as a metal guy <laughs> right. at some point. You have to see him as a human being, and um, I that might that might necessitate a recast. Yeah, I feel like so. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, last oh, one the, shot. The Miranda Bakarin oh. thing made me uh, yeah. think. So one of these days, I need to rewatch Firefly. Yeah, I. I wonder, I've rewatched Firefly, I've seen Firefly two or three times probably yeah. in its entirety. And I wonder now, knowing what Joss Whedon, I wonder if I'd be able to watch it with without, the same lens. Yeah. With the same lens and still be like, this is great. Or I'd be like, eh, that's that line's a little leaning towards mm. what I now know about Joss Whedon. Like, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Um, she is great in that show. Like, everybody is. Yeah. You know, Dudek, Nathan Fillion. Everyone that's great. That it show. was for a show that was canceled for that to be the jumping off point for so many of these actors. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's you um, know, what? it's the nerd version of Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, that's a really good. Uh, that's a pretty good point. Yeah. That's one season, point. one and done. Comparison. And everybody yeah. just went on to actually become decent stars. Yeah. I also got a dope movie. You ever seen Serenity? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Yep. So good. Uh, last one shot of the night. Um, I don't know if anyone out there has heard of the Peabody Awards. The Peabody Awards uh, give recognition to what they consider the most compelling and empowering stories in um, all media. Movies, television, um, radio, dramas, books, things like that. Uh, previous winners include HBO's Watchmen, Reservation Dogs, Chernobyl, Stranger Things, The Simpsons, The Good Place, Sesame Street, Marvelous Ms. Maisel, The Handmaid's Tale, and Jessica Jones. So we're talking like pretty high-quality television here. Mm. Um, uh, nominees for Peabody Awards came out, and who's up for Peabody Award? Our old friend, Cassian Andor. Andor, nominated for a Peabody Award. Um, pretty cool, and deservedly so, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was yeah. it was a movie worthy of praise, or a series worthy of praise. Series. So. Uh, absolutely agreed. Um, anyhow, not much to talk about there or dive into, but thought it was worth noting um steve is there anything else that we should be talking about this week or mentioning and i think we we hit everything yeah no i was just doing a skim and that was uh i think we hit all the all the main points um unless you want to you know just tangent to another hour conversation about star wars uh i don't i'm actually pretty tired yeah 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 so and 11 actually um, 11 30 is a good it's a good time for us <laughs> i think so yeah yeah, I, we got through this way quicker than I thought we would. I got, I don't know how long we've been going, but it feels like we're, I felt like we were going to be it's talking about an hour. a long time about these Oh, about an hour. Wow. Look at us keeping things tight. Yeah. Good for us. Hey. Baby steps, awesome. man. Baby steps. Baby steps. We're doing it. We're doing it. Well, if you'd like to hear more about us talking for an hour about random things, feel free to like, subscribe, uh, check us out on the YouTubes at the Multiverse Report. If you're watching us on the YouTubes, uh, feel free to subscribe via Apple Podcasts or the like. Leave us a review. Um, we'll, you know, I don't know. That's that's what I got. Check we'll us out on we'll socials. appreciate it. We'll we love will you appreciate forever. It. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so do all those things. And um, I guess that's it. So until next time, thanks for watching and thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time in the multiverse.